In the 90s, mainstream hip-hop revolved around two places, New York and California. But in the early 2000s, that all started to change. In 2004, Mike Jones, Paul Wall, and Slim Thug helped Houston hip-hop break through. And for a special moment in time, Houston became the center of the rap universe. The city produced some iconic slang. We're gonna pull, we're gonna get those. Unforgettable characters. Fight down! And of course, those chopped and screwed sounds that we still hear today. But where did the rest of it go? And what's happened to regional hip-hop since? This is Peak 2000s, the show that throws it all the way back to our favorite pop culture moments of the aughts. Today, Houston's hip-hop takeover. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Accenture overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hi, hi, hi. I'm your host, Sydney Washington, and here with me is Marie Chopped, Chopped, and Screwed, Screwed, Chopped, and Screwed, Faustin. Hey, babe, what's good? Chopped and screwed Faustin. I love that. Okay, let's hop right into it. Mm-hmm. Were you listening to Houston hip-hop and rap in the mid Two thousands. Did you like realize the music was even from Houston? I didn't even know some songs were Houston songs. I just was like, I like this video. I mean, the pimping on fofos. No, 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 no. That I mean, I was listening to that song. I didn't. I didn't tie it to Houston at all, which is my bad. But I know that it was a good ass song. And my boyfriend at the time would smoke weed. Oh. while the song was playing, and he would make the smoke come out real slow. Oh, okay. Chopped and screwed. Chopped and screwed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so it's a vibe. Wow, you had a boyfriend when that song came out? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I heard. Wow. Wow, bitch. Really? You going to ask that question? A whole boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I will say about music is, to me, being from New York, they're talking about candy paint. They're talking about tipping on fofos. I don't know what that is. I'm... I'm singing it on the top of my lungs, though. And then as I get older or as I meet people from Houston, and if you ever meet anybody from Houston, they love, they're, like, very proud of the music that is from Houston. The more you know. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's slide on to all the fun facts and information that we're going to get from the Houston episode. Okay, wow. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Have your ears, your your ears, your eyes, and your heart open. Okay, but your butt is closed. Yes, very much so. Close your butt. 
Wow. We got our newest friend on the episode today. I'm so, so excited. Brandon Caldwell has written about Houston music for Texas Monthly, Pitchfork, and Complex, and he's also an editor at ESPN. Brandon, welcome to Peak 2000s. Thank you for having me. So excited to talk about this topic. I know that you're very, very well-versed in it. So let's start off. We know that DJ Screw had a huge influence on Houston Sound. Can you tell us a little bit about who he was and what he was doing that was so new at the time? Definitely. So Robert Earl Davis is from a small town called Smithville. It's 200 miles west of Houston. Moves to Houston like in the late 80s, early 90s, and pretty much got his calling from chopping and screwing music. So the fun thing about Screw is that he ended up bringing together an entire collective of people called the Screwdo Click. And as he grew in popularity, it also became a weird situation where he's literally selling CDs and tapes out of his house. It got so crazy, the police thought he was selling drugs. That's how many tapes he was selling out of his house. Moving that weight and the weight meaning the tapes. Exactly. <laughs> he was pretty much the soundtrack of the entire city. I mean, man, I should have moved to Houston. I could have been a singer down there. That would have been a perfect time to be there. Yeah. The vibe. Uh, did just you heard that music, you're like, I'm ready to go somewhere now. So the song you just played is June 27th. It is arguably the Houston National Anthem in some ways because, hey, this fucking song is 35 minutes long. And it's just people rapping over that one beat of crisscross. This is the streets ain't right. 35 minutes long. Yeah. Basically, any neighborhood superstar that rapped at the time that was on the south side of Houston gravitated towards a screwed up click. And they gravitated towards going to Screw's house and recording music like that. What a gem. So Chopped and Screwed, the screwed part is slowing everything down. Yep. And then making it like... (laughs) (laughs) Can you explain the, the chop part? So a chop basically is bringing a song back to a certain point that you really like. For example, you can have a certain word in a song that you really mm-hmm. want to keep coming back to, right? Like, if you were chopping up Look. Cardi B's money, mm-hmm. you may always come back to money in the song, right? For example... Because we need money. Always. Yeah. Money. Money. Money, right? <laughs> so basically, if you say, all I need is money, all I'm going to need is money, it always keeps coming back to the money aspect. Mm-hmm. Every single time. So we're going to play the regular version of Riding Dirty, and then we're going to do the chopped and screwed version. So right. you can see the difference. They see me rolling, they hating, patrolling and trying to catch me riding dirty. 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 That song was a bop. Mm-hmm. It was. Trying to catch me riding dirty. My music's so loud. Wow. 
wow, it's like day and night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, right? It's like, remember the evil Kermit memes? Yes. Like, <laughs> he's not picking up. He's probably asleep. Yeah. He's probably cheating on you. That's what the two different versions of yeah. the song are yeah. giving. Chopped and screwed is the, the him Kermit. wearing the, yeah. Yeah. the hoodie. It's, yeah. It, it, okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. So DJ Screw dies in 2000. Yeah. How did that change the hip hop scene going into the new decade? Before you even get to Scrooge passing, like there was an outfit from the north side of Houston called Swisher House. So Swisher House and Scrooge Click basically did the same thing, except they represented different like neighborhoods of the city. So when Scrooge dies, the Scrooge Click kind of takes a, a hit because their leader's gone. Meanwhile, Swisher House just decides to go all out and promote people like. Paul Wall and Slim Thug and Chameleon. And as time progresses, Mike Jones and Magnificent. And then it's like, oh, so the sound stayed even if Screw is gone. It's just that other people have now taken what Screw has done. And I wouldn't say they did it better, but I will say they actually had like a different type of emphasis on it. Hey, oh my God, that used to be my ringtone uh, when we had man. ringtones. <laughs> that is 2004. That is Slim Thug, Paul Wall, Mike yeah. Jones. And it is still the song I wish Nathan would have called and asked for on Insecure instead of back then. But, you know, we can't win them all, right? We can't win them all. I feel like Screwed Up Click, they were, like, Houston and, like, Texas famous. But when Still Tipping came out, everybody, like, New York people who don't even listen to Texas rap. Right. And that song came out and everybody was listening to that song. Right. I think what helped is that they had a music video for the song. And once you see the music video, you see Slim Thug in his big-ass expedition— Grill gleaming. There's a girl giving a fellatio in the, in the front seat. Like, oh, okay, thank <laughs> okay. you. Okay, I gotta go back and rewatch the video. Then you see Michael Watts DJing in some random like part of the city. You see a woman, a very thick, voluptuous woman dancing in a Swiss House T-shirt. Then you see Mike Jones in his black T-shirt and his black do rag. <laughs> and then you see Paul Wall, his grill gleaming. Either he's wearing, he's has on a black Letterman jacket. Or he has a Houston Rockets jersey with the Intercontinental Championship belt on his arm. Oh, my God. So you know how Thriller as a song is cool, but Thriller music music video really makes that motherfucker? That is exactly what it is. So that's why the song went further, because the music video was so hot. Yes. Okay, so let's get into Still Tipping. All of the music, everything. Like, why is this such a great song? So... If you listen to it, it's like going to an amusement park, right? And mm-hmm. it's like a, a disjointed carousel. Like you're just going around like a merry-go-round. But the merry-go-round is only going like maybe less than a mile and a half per hour, right? It's just going real slow. It's just made for a perfect gumbo, so to speak, right? Yeah, and it was like they weren't rushing. It was kind of like a woozy sound. Mm-hmm. East Coast music, like especially New York rappers, are very like, we got to get this out. It's gritty. It's like everything in New York we do is fast. Yeah. And I feel like everything y'all do in Texas is slow. It is. Well, that's also because Texas is a place you have to have a car. Like You have to drive through this moment. So that 
kind of goes in hand with the music. Like, if you got to sit in traffic all damn day, <laughs> yeah. then guess what? You have to have something that's going to be, like, relaxing and mellow. Like, nobody wants to be in traffic jamming DMX's party. Like, <laughs> that, means you want to, that means you jump out of the car ready to fight somebody. Yeah. Like, you don't need that. <laughs> you're, you're too hype. Way too hype. Who were the big players in Houston in the scene? Can you take us back to, like, the mid-2000s and tell us a little bit, like, how they came up? Starting with Mike Jones, actually. I'm Mike Jones. Don't act like you don't know the name. So Mike Jones, ironically enough, got his start making music for strippers. Like, I don't mean, like, I don't mean, like, making music that you shake your ass to. I mean music that, literally, this song is about me. I am an exotic dancer. I'm going to play this record, and guess what? Once I play the song... Every person in this strip club now knows my name. Why? Because this guy keeps repeating my name in this song. So it (laughs) kept blowing up like that. That's how he got on. And then it jumped to a point where Mike Jones is inescapable. I'm Mike Jones. Mike Jones, the one and only. You can't clone me. Got a lot of haters in the line. Yeah, he was putting his phone number in the song so the strippers would call him. That is brilliant PR. That's that's marketing right there. 330. Hit Mike Jones on the low because Mike Jones is about to blow. Mike once proclaimed he had the highest phone bill in America because <laughs> so many people called that number. He said he had a phone bill once that was like $57,000 or something crazy like that. Wait, what? That's before yes. they were calling him not during like free nights and weekends. He was no, these peak, peak hours. Peak hour call. He didn't give a landline? I would give him the landline that's number. Just, that's the flip phone oh, yeah. number. <laughs> and yep. then Paul Wall, how did he start out? Like, oh my God. How do we know about him? It's Paul Wall, baby. So Paul literally grew up wanting to be part of Def Jam Records. That's all he wanted to do was rap. Now, Paul Wall is one of the slickest talking, most slang driven individuals in the history of hip-hop. I know more about Paul Wall's grill than I ever should know in my life. Yeah, that song that he did with Nelly, Let Me See Your Grill. Yeah. Your, your, your grill. What it do, baby? It's the Ice Man Paul Wall. Wall. So good. Yeah. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, Let me make it, sure I got that on the his, Spotify. His swag was very slick. Yeah. Like, it didn't matter what he looked like on the outside. Well, not like, you calling him ugly. No, 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 no. I didn't do that. That's what I heard. <laughs> you want to know the Mount Rushmore's, uh, the Mount Rushmore white rappers people uh, respect? It is uh-huh. Eminem, Mac Miller, Paul Wall. It don't matter yes. whoever the four is. That's the three. Yeah, there's, okay. we don't know who the four is. <laughs> okay, so we got, uh, we did Mike Jones, Paul Wall, Slim Thug. Slim Thug, a motherfucker. Slim Thug. Slim Thug, the 6'6", unofficial mayor of Houston, who at times calls himself Sugar Daddy Slim now because he's older and refined and, people, and women still think he's fine as fuck. But hey, look, I will be the first to admit, hey, there are some aggressively handsome men in the world. There aggressively are. handsome. Yes, aggressively <laughs> handsome. No, nah, but the thing is, I think Slim Thug is really the first solo artist who broke out from Social House. His star making turn was on a freestyle called Before the Capital. Kind of you knew Slim Thug because, again, Slim Thug is probably one of the tallest rappers in Houston. One. Two, he has such a deep ass voice that you're like, oh no, like he has one of those voices that's like made for rap. Mm-hmm. Now, when did the song that he had with Beyonce, what year did that come out? Check on it came, yeah. I want to say, 05. Yeah. 
clowns and the wanksters. Good girls gotta get down with the gangsters. And that was another moment for him to be like mm-hmm. more of a mainstream name. Because I remember that song and and I had heard Still Tippin' and I didn't even put the two together. together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the way Still Tippin' worked is that everybody ate off of it, right? Everybody got separate deals. Mike Jones had back then. Paul Wall had sitting sideways. Slim Thug had like a boss. And I'm like, this is beautiful. We like the we like the Wu Tang Clan. Everybody gets to eat. That's how you take care of the people. Yeah. Like a boss. I love him. And then we have UGK. That's the game we came to play. It don't change, ain't a thing to say. You're dying in the ace time. Young player from the side by the blaze of pine. I'm trying to find me a bot with some good mob. I know you big bitches know what I'm talking about. That's Bun B and Pimp C. So, if you ever wanted to say, what is the greatest rap group from the South not named Outkast? It's UGK. 1999, they jumped on Big Pimpin' with Jay-Z. And yep. Pimp C gave arguably the preamble to the Texas Constitution. Which is smoking out, pulling up. This verse is special because because it was Texas as hell. It is UGK, two Southern rappers with Jay Z, arguably Jay Z at his peak. peak. Jay Z gets Jay-Z. two verses on Pig Pimpin. What is the one verse you remember the most though? It is Pimp C's verse, eight bars. Then the music video alone, it's him in a black fur coat with Gloria Velez, and you're asking yourself, bruh, we're in Miami. Why It's a million a degrees. Not degrees. only is it a fur coat, but it's a black, black fur, fur coat. coat. Yeah. And they killed a bear. And has arguably the greatest answer <laughs> I've ever heard somebody explain about why people wear certain clothes in music videos. TV ain't got no temperature. <laughs> TV that's ain't merch. Got- and then come 07, that's when UGK teams with Outkast and 3-6 Mafia for international players in. And what an anthem it was. <laughs> yes, it made me feel like I was a, I was just, a player. Just the beginning. And the video is good, too, because everybody's in the video. Everybody. Mm-hmm. So, Brandon, you were actually in Houston when all of this was going down. Can you just explain, like, how did it feel? What was the energy of being there and Houston being kind of like the center of rapping hip-hop at that moment. So imagine your favorite sports team wins a championship Mm. and you have a parade, right? It felt like that every single day because (laughs) you have random people picking up on the lingo, picking up on the music. You see your friends, they're they're rapping back and forth, so now they want to be part of it. Like, the energy became so infectious. And I loved it because, again... It felt like finally, like Houston is its own thing, its own insular thing, right? But when everybody starts paying attention to it, it's like, oh, now you understand what we've been doing here. And that's the that's such a beautiful thing about it. Wow. That's mm. that's such a perfect analogy, too. It really was. Not <laughs> just sports team winning every, every single, single day. day. Y'all not tired? No. No. They have the energy. Because they wanted that win. They've been working towards that win. They knew that the win was coming. Yeah. We got to get into the lingo, 
the words, like the the Houston Encyclopedia, because mm-hmm. uh, the whole scene just wasn't about the music. It was also the language. It's a whole style. It's a culture. Mm-hmm. And so the slang was very prominent in the songs. So can you explain these terms just very as quick as possible? Candy paint. What's that? Candy paint is the color of your car. Like, you can get it fluorescent, you can get it midnight, it does not matter what the color may be, but that color has a pop the moment you see it. And you say, you have your candy paint dripping, like your paint is so wet off that car because it looks so popping that it's like, it's going to hit the ground, like going to change the ground a whole different color. Yummy. That's hot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Slab. So, basically, you take an old school car, you end up tricking that car out, right? You end up giving it the candy paint, you give it a wood wheel steering wheel, you give it 84 volts, which is a type of rim, and you go out and just flex. You just go out and stunt. There's a photograph right now of a bunch of slabs on MLK Day just out in Houston. Because the thing about Houston is that on Sundays, people usually bring their slabs out just to just show off and just like a car culture type thing. But on Martin Luther King Day, they all converge on the south side on Martin Luther King Drive and they all just pull up. Oh, oh okay. That's so beautiful. That's what Please. the dream was about. Yeah, yes. I have a dream. Next year, I'm, I'm going to be on MLK Boulevard. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, come dine. Come and dine. Come and down. Yeah, down, come and dine. But, you, but you pronounce it D-I-N-E. So basically, it's how are you coming? Like, how are you arriving to the scene? Like, how do you look? I'm going to say, you look fresh? You feel fresh? Like, I'm coming down. I'm coming down killing boys today. Ooh, yes. Ooh, Ooh that's so killing boys. It's nice. They're going to feel me today, Hi. bro. I'm telling you, they're going to feel coming me Coming down. Uh, tip it on faux foes. So, the faux foes in question are faux 84 Vogue tires. And that's what faux foes mean. You're on faux 84. Faux 84. Tipping mm-hmm. on faux foes wrapped in faux foes. There you go. And um, we're not talking about drugs, but we, you know we got to talk about the lean. We got we got to talk about you knew that know. you knew we could not stop the pod and not talk about we can't, the we lean. Cannot. Mm-hmm. lean that purple drink in your serve, cup drink I got this drink in my cup Basically you get coating and you basically pour it into like a styrofoam cup you may put some jolly ranchers in there you may put a bottle of sprite in there but you're not supposed to put like a lot in there, right? You're only supposed to put like a one, either a one or a two, a couple ounces. That's what I mean, one or two ounces. Some people, such as Juice World, may you rest in peace, put four in there. Oh. You're not supposed to overdo it. That's how ironically enough, Screw died of multiple problems, but a lot of things were brought on by his coating consumption. But like, why was it so engulfed in the 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 music world? Because that's of the culture. Like as you said earlier, Houston enjoys being a slow city. Like, when things are slowed down and you drink that, it kicks up a whole different psychedelic so that when you are slowed down on lean and you hear the screw to chop music, like, it all blends together. It's all one beautiful purple-ass concoction to where you just lay back and just be very much so just out there. Can't you just smoke some indica and call it a day? Like... Smoking weed, sipping bar. Like, they went hand in hand. <laughs> like, get you, like, there's a, get like, you look, a man there's who a can do both. I need to get to that. I just can't get off of just weed. I need to add something to it. Got it. Got it. Heard you. Wow. We really... We re- <laughs> I heard that. We, we really... <laughs> 
There, I mean, I don't think we missed anything at all. So we're going to get to an, a segment. Are you ready? It's called Yay or Yuck. We're going to give you some Houston topics, and you're going to give us a yay if you think it holds up, or a yuck if we should leave them in 2005. You got it? Got it. All right. First up, Paul Wall's Grills. You ain't even got to continue the sentence. Yay, yay, yay forever. Yay. Yay. Like, it could be open-faced. It could be closed. It could have diamonds in it. It could spell out your name if you wanted to. Hell, Lil Wayne got his entire... I think he got his entire mouth ripped out and just said, nope, I want a diamond grill in there. (laughs) (laughs) So, yay or yuck, Mm -hmm. giving out your phone number on your album and repeating everything at least twice. Yuck? Can I I halfway do that one? Yeah, yuck. Yeah, yuck. Like, like repeating everything twice? Yes. Giving my phone number away? No. Why? Because 2022. No. Fun fact, Mike Jones says his own name 98 times on that album. Damn, you should have went for 100. Like, 98 just sounds like an awkward number. <laughs> like, go ahead and give us 100. Yeah. <laughs> uh, partying in a parking lot and never actually making it inside the club. Yeah. Yay or yuck? Why am I saying yay? Because in the club, you're going to get double charged for bottles. Yep. Secondly, you can see everybody with its light outside. You guys can see people. How many times you go to the club, you thought you danced with somebody fine. Next thing you know, the <laughs> lights come up. That nigga's a goddamn uh, vampire. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Street lights can be kind of harsh, you know, that like, yeah. that hard, you know, it's not, it's not good for my contour. So mm. I got to be inside. You were um, thinking about that in high school? No, I'm thinking oh. about it right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's pause for a minute. We're going to take a little break and we'll be right back. Do you have a cough, asthma, pneumonia, allergies, insomnia, nausea, or flu-like symptoms? Introducing Houston's own Promethazine Codeine Cough Syrup. Don't be fooled by the purple color. This shit will cure your pain. Ah, yes. Promethazine may cause extreme fatigue, slurred speech, seizures, and transform any parking lot into a club-like atmosphere. But slower. Promethazine Codeine Cough Syrup. Just put that lean up in your cup and enjoy responsibly. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. So you said... Houston Rap Takeover ended in 2008. What exactly happened? So I would say after Pimp C died in December of 07, things kind of got real bleak and real sad. Like, heck, two months before that, Big Mo died. So it's like you're literally losing a lot of your stars that kind of built everything up. What, what happened? Why did they pass away? I would say Big Mo died of a heart attack due to 
codeine consumption. Yeah. Pimp C died due to codeine consumption, plus a lot of other drugs that are found in his system. So that's how you get to that point. I think Houston kind of dips a little bit because now it's like, oh my God, people are dying from lean. Like, what do we do now? And I think we love our artists. We also have a weird thought with this this culture of ours, right? Like it's ours, but also at the same time, if we're not taking care of ourselves, it will kill us. And then you fast forward to now where I could easily say the most popular rapper in the city, you may say Travis Scott, that's cool. Megan Thee Stallion's the right answer here. I'm from Texas, rock all the best shit. And I walk slow for them eyes trying to catch this fabric. Yeah, it's definitely Meg because I, I didn't even know until recently that Travis Scott was from Houston. And no he doesn't make music that sounds like Houston, Houston to at me. All. At no. All. It sounds like you on drugs. Yeah, it's very <laughs> world building, atmospheric, druggy in a way. And it wasn't until, I would say, maybe the second or third album of his where you really like all like the influence of the Screwed Up Click and like Big Pokey. It all came out there, right? And also, Houston loves it when their rappers are personable. Like you can hear, you know their life story in their music. Travis Scott has done an amazing job keeping his real life away from his music. It's like, you don't really rap about nothing. No. Where are you hearing, like, the strongest Houston sound today? Any specific artists or songs that you're like, yes, that is Houston right now in 2022? Drake. Taking everything slow, so slow, so slow. But I do it to I don't even have to. Oh. I don't even have to hesitate on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Again, Why is that? Drake loves Houston the way you love your mom's home cooking. I just get that feeling like I'm in Houston. Candy paint, switching colors in the light. It's about like 11 p.m. Mm. The way you love kicking it with your best friend from middle school and like y'all talking about boys and things of that nature. Drake loves this city in ways that, you know, you can't really compare and that it doesn't matter what he may be doing. Like, he will lean on the Chop Stars, which is basically the offshoot of Swisher House's DJs, OG Ron C and DJ Candlestick. He will lean to them like, hey, what do we make a, a chopped and screwed version of my album? Girls won't girls where I'm from. How do you think it's going to go? And it goes everywhere, right? And yeah. the sound itself kind of permeates to just general pop culture. Like, hey, Barry Jenkins utilized it in Moonlight. I'm a classic man. You can, you can be me when you look this clean. You know, Jadena's classic man plays a very important part yeah. in Chiron kind of going through the city before he meets up with Kevin again, right? You literally see it from everywhere. New York, ASAP Rocky did it with Purple Swag. You see it in Atlanta. You see it in New York, even West Coast. It's everywhere. We everywhere now, baby. Like, you can't get rid of us now. <laughs> We're so thankful for it. Yeah. Now, we can't leave without mentioning Beyonce. No, you can't. Now, she's a, she's a singer. Yes. But, I mean, she she throws some bars in there. She does. From time to time when she's doing her, like, adjacent Sasha Fierce. Would, would you consider her <laughs> part of Houston rap? 
I would definitely consider her part of Houston rap. The beauty about Beyonce is that she will take little bits and pieces of everything from here. And yeah. when it comes to home, like I literally think Beyonce is arguably like the second or third best rapper out right now when she decides to rap. And it's like, yo, like, keep going, Beyonce. Keep going. The Hive will love you for all of this. The Hive is loving this. I'll yeah. put it to you like this. I've been Hive since July <laughs> 2013. Essence come Fest. on, come on, Beehive. Essence, Essence Fest. Fest. I'm you a were Beehive there. boy to the core. I was literally at the Mrs. Carter's World Tour. On a, no. Yeah. Hey, Miss Carter. Hey, you was doing Ms. the choreo Carter with her? On a Tuesday night. To the point when they had the Formation World Tour. Where was I? On the floor, in our G Stadium, <laughs> in a Beehive Boys t-shirt. Why? Because that woman there is a goddamn star and is one yeah. of my favorite performers to ever see live. And nobody yeah. can take that away from her. You know, Beyonce had a song that's like very influenced by the chopped and screwed sound, mm -hmm. I've Been On. She even shouts out Pimp C. Yeah. Shout out to Pimp C. You know, we used to sleep and listen to that UGK. <laughs> Beyonce was going in in that studio having a ball. She was. You know, she was sipping on her Hennessy. And, her Hennessy neat. Yeah, having an ace of spades. She was having a good old time. When, when we say Beyonce is connected, we really mean Beyonce is connected. Like, she there's is no that fake girl. in the funk in that whatsoever. What a way to end this, to <laughs> wrap it up with the cutest B-bow. Brandon, you have been absolutely phenomenal. People have to follow you. We're going to follow you. We're going to hang out after this. I mean, <laughs> just let us know where the coordinates are and we'll be there. Drop a uh, pin, babe. Yeah. I will definitely do that. You can follow me on Instagram at Brando C, on Twitter at underscore Brando C. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. Like, this was fun. When this initially was proposed to me, I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm joining. Like, mm -hmm. don't even have to like test me about it, quiz me, nothing. Like, I'm there. I love mm -hmm. you girls and I love what you guys Aww. have done with this with the podcast. And I can consider myself a weekly listener. Not even going front. Brandon. I love this for us. This is Am I crying? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not crying, but I, I'm thinking about going to get a black fur coat to wear uh, literally every day until I die. Be so. Pepsi for Halloween. Please yeah. be Pepsi Yes! Halloween. And I'll be Gloria. What's her? Gloria, Gloria Velez. Velez. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be the big pimp in a black thong, too. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Brandon, thank you so much. This was such a treat, such a joy. Thank you so much for being on Peak 2000s. Anytime. Lord have mercy. We are ready for our swag report. We have Marie out in the parking lot right now. Marie, can you tell us what the scene is like? Yeah, I'm out here. It's called Parking Lot Pimping. We're just out here, you know, listening to music and, and trying to get some numbers. Is the candy paint dripping, oh, as they yeah. say? This is wet. <laughs> the paint is moist today. How are the, the men's looking like? Okay, girl. Well, you know they say everything is bigger in Texas. <laughs> Except for this small man that keeps trying to talk to me. Is that Paul Wall, you said? Paul Wall? <laughs> no. Sir, is your mom here? Who dropped you off? <laughs> no, everything is bigger in Texas, including the clothes. All the shirts come down to their knees and all the shorts touch their shoelaces. That's mm. how 
long the shorts are. Obsessed. Mm-hmm. Wait, did I just hear someone offer you some grills? Oh, uh, Johnny Dang. <laughs> Girl, the, the grills are out here. What? And I, I believe some of these grills might have been on the Titanic. That's Stop how, it. That's how expensive they look in here tonight. Okay, well, let's get into the music. What, what are y'all listening to over there? We're hearing, obviously, Pimp C and Bun B, but I did pass a car that was playing Ariana Grande really loud. No, um, you lie. <laughs> you believe God is a woman, but screw Screwed, okay. Screwed. Can they tell that you're not from Houston? Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> yeah, Sydney, I've said that several times, and uh, I've been kicked out of several parking spots. Are you sipping on anything? Yeah, I think this is a, a Hawaiian punch. What is what is this? Ask the men's out there. What, what are you drinking on? I'm drinking a purple Hawaiian punch, sis. Oh. I think they call it lean here. Lean, mm. scissor, codeine. Mm. Slow. Oh, you are doing the Lord's work, the good Houston Lord's work. Sipping that scissor, parking lot pimping. Absolutely. On graining the grill or whatever it's called. We bless your heart. (laughs) Um, If you can find a nice young man to come drive you all the way back to the studio, I would love that. Back to you in the studio. Peak 2000s is a Spotify original production in partnership with the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sydney Washington, and you can follow me at JustSydSYDNYC. You can follow Marie Faustin at Miss Reezy, that's M-S-R-E-E-Z-Y. We are produced by the Vox Media Podcast Network and Spotify. For Vox Media, our producer is Gina Pollock. Our executive producers are Zach Mack and Nashat Kura. Our engineer is Daniel Turek. Our theme music is by Brandon McFarlane. And for Spotify, our producers are Baron Farmer and Candice Manriquez-Ren. Executive producer is Gina Delvac. Special thanks to Evan Tarantino, Teal Kratke, Amanda Long, Yasmin Afifi, and Leslie Guan. Next time on Peak 2000s. Inside this Hollywood mansion... 20 women have gathered because they all have one thing in common. Their love for one very special man.